Hello and welcome to another episode of the False Prophets Podcast. We're at episode 38 and I am your host, Phil Risden. Happy Easter, everybody. Before we get started, before we get started on this podcast, I just want to read a uh, quick ad from our sponsors. Guys, happy Easter and fellas, have you, did you wake up upset today because Jesus is risen, but your dick still can't? Well, then you want to try hymns. It'll make your dick as hard as a crucifix on Sunday morning. No, I'm just playing. This has been fun, man. I um, I am back here in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. Uh, if you guys know a little bit, bit about me, this is my hometown. I'm actually in the room that I grew up in. Uh, I used to jack off and ejaculate right into this corner. History was made here. Okay, lives were started. Lives were started and lost right in this corner. Oh, the children I would have had in this corner. Uh, I'm glad to be back. I tried to, um, you know, make this new episode uh, as quick as I could. Okay, I tried to make it as quick as I fucking could because, you know, uh, the last episode that I made, you guys did not watch whatsoever, and I, I realized, <laughs> I realized why it was a very serious episode. Okay, it was a very very serious episode, and uh, lesson learned. Lesson learned. You guys do not want serious Phil at all. All right, I am very aware of that. You guys do not want serious Phil in any sort of way. So I am back here to make the jokes. Fuck that. Let's bring in the dick jokes as quick as possible. I got five views. Five views from you people. All right, I tried to be vulnerable. Okay, I tried to talk about black immigrants and FBAs and try to go into that sector. Moxie approved. He tells me, oh, bro, you got to talk about pearly things. You got to go. I'm trying to be this serious ass nigga, man. I'm trying to be a hard hitting journalist. You guys said, fuck that. Bring on the dick joke. So that's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get Jesus Christ crucifix dick jokes from the jump. And, you know, I'm happy to do it for you. I'm happy to do it for you. That's why I'm here, you know. This has been fucking crazy. I'm, uh, you know, I'm happy to be back. Happy to be back. I'm trying. We're trying to uh, do the do the show a little bit more often than we were. As you see, Manny is still not here. We're trying to figure things out. I know how it is. Um, you know, we got a lot of things going on today. Students at the University of Wyoming are suing their sorority because they allowed a transgender member to join. And guess what? This transgender member also came with a raging hard erection. <laughs> Yes, that is true. You're hearing this right. Supposedly, uh, this new member who I believe they they didn't even uh, reveal their name, I guess, because of privacy or whatever, um, was admitted into the the sorority and uh, supposedly had two separate incidents. One where this person was in the house and was supposedly giving menacing looks to some of the girls and a second incident where this person was also changing with the other girls and supposedly visibly had an erection uh this is a hell of a situation you know uh this is what we call a mrs doubtfire situation or in the black community what we call a juana man uh things are tough out there you know this is really hard and i think this is something you're going to really start to see more of and hear more about if you're dealing with um you know i think trans issues and as trans stuff and non-binary stuff becomes more popular in kind of like the political zeitgeist if you will um you know and this is a thing too i i want to say that you know i'm sorry for for these uh you know these women but at the same time i do think in in this weird way you know other women are kind of to blame you know what i mean i feel like you guys have set the bar too low for what constitutes a woman okay 
You know, I feel like I, you know, this is something that I've always thought for a really long time when it comes to all this trans stuff. I feel like women, especially, and I live in New York, so I'm in a liberal bubble full of you know Bushwick white girls. So uh, you know, I'm sure there's gonna be people screaming at me in the comments. But where I live, I feel like there's this energy of women kind of going like, you know, it's like their secret ploy is like, oh, let's make the bar so low for being a woman that anyone can be a woman like you can have a mustache and you know we're put on a dress and you're a woman as long as you say you're a woman you're a woman and that's whatever a woman is uh, you know because if we do that then we won't have to concentrate as much on attractiveness as real women we're women and this will allow us to live more full lives that's something i see as honestly very logical and pretty truthful i mean you know the way women are treated in this world honestly is super fucking shitty and uh they do have to concentrate on looks on a constant fucking basis so i get it and i i understand that issue but when you live like that you live by those rules of such an incredibly low bar you get guys like this this isn't even fucking loud i say it was loud y'all really are poor huh fucking smoking mad not even loud. <laughs> That's okay. You get guys who who show up in a pair of sweats and a blonde wig and say, Let me into the sorority. You know, these these are things that you know you know, I, I feel like you can make this you know, right now this is this is terrifying. Ten years ago this would have been a sitcom. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's happening to this country and where we're going, but I love to see it. You know, it's it's interesting. I I, I love uh, for once not having to have a podcast only talking about how stupid rappers are. You know, I like to sometimes go into the sector about how dumb white people can also be, and especially the people or the sorority at the University of Wyoming. See what being too woke gets you. You know, we can pull up pictures of this person. This person. You know, they identify one way, but they obviously, if you were to look at them, would not be perceived that way with the naked eye. Okay? That's as much as I will say on that subject. And the, and the simple fact of the fact that you let this person into your sorority just based off of whatever, like, woke ideals you have, and now you're in this pickle, you know? This reminds me of a time, you know, this is, this is, the, this is a classic example of white liberalism and their chickens finally coming home to roost you know they're like believe it or not take it from a black guy you can as a white person you can be too nice these are things that do happen okay this actually reminds me of a time where uh me and my boy john i haven't had him on the podcast yet but i fucking love him to death uh great dude from san francisco bleeding heart liberal guy i'm also very liberal too i'm a fucking socialist and all sorts of shit and i believe in gay marriage and you know anybody's allowed to do anything and abortions and all that shit i'm, I'm for it okay but i also like to make jokes and i'm trying to build a following so talking about controversial shit is kind of how you do it but uh this reminds me of uh my boy john me and him were drunk one night super fucking late it's like three in the fucking morning and we we go into a a white castle you know 
And uh, this is, <laughs> we're, it, we're walking in this white castle, and something that happens in New York, and I think most cities, is, you know, you have homeless people. So there's a homeless guy in the doorway of the white castle, right? Classic, whatever. You kind of got to pay the toll, you know, if you know what I mean. You know, he's asking for money. You got to walk past him, kind of not really make co- eye contact. You know, I don't know, I don't know uh, if it's just me, but as I've gotten older, I, I don't give any grown homeless man money. You know, the only the only homeless people I give money are mothers like are women and, you know, like mothers and shit like that. Other than that, dude, I don't give a fuck, especially in New York, because motherfuckers be looking fresh asking for ten dollars, bro. I've been I've been on the train before and had a dude panhandling who had sneakers newer than mine. And I'm like, this nigga is not getting my dollar. That's not what's happening today. And uh, this wasn't one of those situations, though. Uh, This man uh, was very homeless looking. Uh, He pulled it off. I would say he was the Daniel Day-Lewis of looking homeless as fuck. This guy was homeless. Homeless with a capital H. This nigga had no home in sight. Okay? But I still walked past him because I only had $10 to my name at that point, and I wanted some goddamn chicken rings, and I wasn't going to be persecuted for it. But my friend John, after seeing this man, you know, uh, get walked by over and over, this, you know, this man, he starts getting a little bit irate, you know, uh, with people saying like, oh, no one's going to pay attention to me. No one's going to pay attention to me. And, you know, I was going to give him a dollar until he started saying that no one's going to no. When you know, I was gonna give him money until he started bringing his white privilege into homelessness. You don't get to do that, okay? Or you don't, bro. You don't even have a roof over your fucking head. You're not gonna outrank me with your whiteness. Get the fuck out of here. But apparently, this was a, a dog whistle to my boy John. It got him right into, it and he started feeling bad. And I understand it too. You know, he's he's a Cali guy. He's from San Francisco. You know what I mean? They have homeless there too. But you know, everybody everybody's rich in fucking San Francisco. Everything's so goddamn expensive in San Francisco that their fucking homeless people probably have mansions themselves. You know, they have a million dollar tent. I don't know. So he's you know he starts talking to this guy and he ends up giving the guy money and all this shit and the guy's like oh man thank you thank you and then as soon as he gives the guy money the guy goes up to the counter he goes give me a fucking smoothie and he said it just like that give me a fucking smoothie what do you say to me now what the fuck is wrong with you? give me a fucking smoothie and he goes and she goes sir i'm not gonna give you a smoothie if you talk to me like that he goes what you better give me a smoothie you nigger bitch this is is what this man said you better give me a smoothie you nigger bitch now my boy john is straight up i i I, i've never seen it he's turtling if you could say if you could see just you know slowly regressing into into his into his seat you know, he's slowly, if he, if he could melt and, 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 you know, or poof and disappear, he would, you know, I could feel like the, the feeling he's like, oh my God, I empowered this man who's obviously a psychopath. What the fuck? What are we doing? You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, the guy he, he continued to call this woman the N word uh, a few more times until she berated him about not having a home. And that man left. And to me, to John, that was a horrifying story and to me that was hilarious and a lesson about how white people sometimes need to analyze situations better pick see see the context of everything around you and understand that and then decide what you do and this re- relates 
perfectly to these sorority girls in this in the factor of like you know not you know this is if this person identifies as a trans woman they identify as a trans woman you cannot fight that that is what it is and you know you're trying to be politically correct and appropriate of everybody's feelings and honorable of everyone and blah 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 blah, blah. you know i get it okay we all get it okay but if you see the complete lack of effort of this trans woman you might or it might behoove you to think that this trans woman might have some nefarious plans in store when she's going to be now not wearing any doesn't wear any dresses doesn't dress like a woman in any way aside from having lipstick is fat ugly uh total like looks like a complete and utter incel you know looks like looks like the type of guy that would be in a bright 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 bart miss message board you know what i mean um definitely looks like a reddit king type of person um and this person's going to be sleeping in the same house as you as a sorority sister i think that would you know i i i feel like one of you should have sniffed that out okay i don't want to be victim blame here but i feel like one of you should have sniffed that out that's not that difficult to be like hey uh this motherfucker doesn't seem like he's a girl okay and i live with this nigga okay because one night i'm gonna wake up and he's gonna be standing over me wearing my panties <laughs> and that hasn't happened yet but it got close to it a visual a visible erection is not cool so i hope these girls get their money i hope they fucking make their shit man um you know i i i hope you know uh that while we do honor uh you know trans rights and people's identities of things i think i hope we can also get a little bit smarter about how we act on things in a case-by-case -case basis um you don't want to you don't want to woke yourself into a coffin you know what i mean because if we you know i'm making jokes right now but truth be told like bro like <laughs> bro that was a man <laughs> and like that nigga was just like living with you <laughs> you know what i mean and uh a lot of crazy shit can happen if you're the type of guy who is not transgender but masquerading as transgender into in order to get access to young beautiful women uh you know in the privacy of their own home there's a lot of things that can go into that you know um you know so this yeah, it's it's uh this is crazy man you know what's so funny too is i feel like this trans stuff has like really blown up so much right in the last like i mean in the last year of course but in, even in the last few weeks like i was just on uh you know google news the other day and uh riley Gaines. if you guys haven't heard of her she's a uh female uh you know cisgendered female activist um, who is a former uh, a former swimming champion, I believe, collegiate swimming champion, and she's an activist against trans women participating in female sports. And uh, she recently got attacked by a group of trans men and women, I believe. She got punched in the face twice by a trans man, and uh, which which is interesting because it's almost like one of those things where, you know, that's again where like wokeness gets so crisscrossed, where it's like. You know, in one way, it's two chicks fighting each other and or like a chick hitting a chick. Right. But then another way, it's like, well, if you're identifying as a man, it's now a man hitting a woman and no man should hit a woman. So why didn't anybody step into any of this? And you know what I mean? And <laughs> and that's the, that's the thing I think about all this type of shit. It's I feel like it's just making my brain hurt and I don't want to talk about it anymore. And I feel like 
if I'm being honest, it's all sort of just like a weird media scheme, you know, that the government and I think the general media has concocted to get us to care about this stuff and all these divisive things that are happening here in America rather than concentrating on the fact that, you know, banks are collapsing and we are actually on the brink of World War Three. Uh, that being said, very entertaining news. Good stuff. Uh, we also have more stuff as well, too. There is a uh, young girl. <laughs> there's a uh, nine-year-old girl who is suing a California state fair. Yeah, that's right. Nine years old. That's what I love about America, too, as well. We are so great at suing. We are not good at keeping our guns and bullets to ourselves, but we are great at suing. I swear to God, we are very, very good at suing. I feel like suing would, should be an Olympic sport at this point, because if it was, America would have the gold medal every fucking time. This nine-year-old girl apparently has legal counsel and is suing a California state fair for uh, kidnapping, selling, and barbecuing her goat at the state fair. Uh, and you know what? Listen, listen, chick, you know, that's what happens. Okay. You're in America. This isn't a socialized, you know, a socialist society. Okay. You know, what you thought you were going to get into the state fair for free. You kidding me? Come here, little, little girl. Get over here. Okay. You think you're going to, you're going to get on the state fair for free. You want to eat some cotton candy. Then we got to eat something else. Okay. And that's your fucking goat. And this, you know, this needs to be a goddamn lesson to every kid out there. Okay, you know, this is this is a lesson for that child as well too. The goat, the goat and the barbecue are a metaphor. The goat is your hopes and dreams. The metaphor is America and the United States government. Okay, and you, if you don't keep your head on a goddamn swivel, all right, if you don't keep your head looking backward and forth. Like a goat can't do, I believe, is that right? Goats can't turn their head or they can't walk backwards. It's one of those things. I don't know. They have weird eyes. But if you don't pay attention with your weird goat eyes, this country will, will swallow you whole. It'll put you right on the grill and serve you up to the rest of the people. That, I feel like that metaphor worked pretty well, but I don't really know where the, where the rest of, uh, of that I'm going with. But, you know, come on. Pay attention. So, you know, sh- shout out to that girl. Shout out to that girl. Uh, I just, you know... <laughs> I, I, I'm, I do want to say that I'm just so proud of her suing at such a young age. You know, I have I have friends, um, you know, from foreign countries and they tell me that their you know, their nine year old kid is reading at a 10th grade level. And I tell them, well, our nine year old kids are suing at a at a 35 year old level. And I think that's beautiful. You know, at the end of the day, doesn't that matter more? You know, because you can be as smart as you want, but somebody sues you and you're fucked. <laughs> if that's one thing, if there's one thing you realize from this show, take that with you. If somebody sues you, you're fucked. It doesn't matter what books you read, you bastard. It's all over. Good stuff. This has been a fun podcast. I feel like this is very lighthearted. We're going to keep this show going. There's a lot of weird shit happening today. Um, you know, supposedly a zoo in Knoxville, Tennessee recently got called out for, for, for masquerading a pit bull as a lion. That is true. Masquerading a pit bull as a lion. There is video footage of it, pictures. People decided to live tweet and talk about it. It is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, uh, yet it still doesn't surprise me. And you know, also too, I do want to say, you know, 
at least they tried. You know, people don't, that's the thing. You know, everybody wants to make fun of people. Everybody wants to make fun of people. Everybody wants to take, take people down. Nobody wants to concentrate on what people do right in the fact of, like, somebody actually making a goddamn effort. You know how many lazy Americans sit on their ass every fucking day, but not the Knoxville Zoo Department. Is that a, is that a thing? Not the Knoxville, not the Knoxville zoo department okay the knoxville zoo department what they do oh they got it they you know they they lost their line i don't know what happened maybe got kidnapped by the county fair and grilled i don't know but you know what they did they went to the local pound they got a pit bull they got the nastiest one they could the one that bites all the time the one that you know does does fucking you know uh you know fucking (laughs) pull-ups you know that that one you know that one the one that shadow boxes in the corner they said give me that nasty motherfucker right there and then what they do they put him in a goddamn cage what they do after that they went to michael's or a hobby lobby got a couple different things they then they went to the uh local you know uh african-american uh you know hair store and got a couple weaves you know broke out the sewing machine (laughs) stitched that baby together and made mufasa and you know what? I got to respect it. I got to respect it, man. Because, you know, everybody nowadays, everybody wants to, you know, just judge people and everything. But, you know, you, you still got to pay attention to people who are giving actual effort. The niggas who get that shit out the mud. Get the shit out the mud. You know? So shout out to Knoxville Zoo. Shout out to Knoxville Zoo. I, will, I won't be attending. I, I'll never go. But I feel like... Uh, someone needs to do that to do that, you know, because uh, so many Americans get told what they do wrong, uh, which in this case, what they would do wrong is, uh, you know, taking a pit bull and masquerading as a lion and then and then fooling uh, their entire customer base into thinking that that was a line, which uh, not only is unethical, but is also incredibly insulting as if the average person wouldn't notice that. But but at the same time, applaud the effort. And we're back. Yeah, I had to uh, cut a little bit out. I, I farted during the recording, and I was like, I didn't know if you guys would be able to hear it or not, so I was like, I don't want to. But, uh, <laughs> all right, enough of the uh, weird news. Let's talk about some shit that people actually fucking care about, the shit you're actually here for. Oh, my God, the light-skinned assassin is back at it again. Drizzy Drake, if you guys don't know, recently released his newest single, Search and Destroy. Pretty good song. I actually like it. But people are saying that it's a Kanye diss. If you don't know why, that's because he used a recording of Kim Kardashian from her show, um, Keeping Up With The Kardashians, or I think now it's just called The Kardashians because it's not on E! or anything anymore. It's like on Hulu or whatever, uh, where she talks about uh, wanting to divorce Kanye. And I forget exactly what she says, but it was about like, I'm through sacrificing my happiness or something like that. And he plays that in the track. And, um, you know... And then he does his typical uh, Drake, light skin, you know, pouty duck face thing, uh, which is it slaps. It's great. It slaps. Everybody fucking loves it. Uh, but people are saying that this is a huge diss Kanye. Obviously, it very much is. But once again, uh, as Drake, he is pretty much the most subtle dude ever. The sneak diss king, you know. This nigga is a ninja. He's a fair-skinned ninja. This is how he does things. He never comments on any of it unless he's on a track. And it's gotten so bad where people were talking on Twitter. It's gotten so bad that his dad had to step in and be like, yo, oh, Drake wasn't trying to do nothing. It's just a song. It's like, my nigga, there's no way that this is just a song. Like, there's literally no fucking way that this is just a fucking song. Uh, but, you know, I want to say shout out to Drake for doing that. I like when, I like when people are messy, but they play chess. You know what I mean? 
Because it's easy to just be regular, Messi. It's easy to just run up on a nigga and scream and yell and do all that shit. But it's it's hard to slowly chip away at a nigga on some Machiavellian shit, you know? And not for nothing, I think this is something that Kanye needs. If we want to have Kanye be someone who is like, uh, you know, uh, at his best, I think Kanye's at his best when he's on the verge of a mental breakdown. You know what I mean? And that's what Drake is really giving him. He's giving him a mental fucking breakdown. So who knows? Maybe, you know, and Drake is said that, um, you know, or people have put together that there's, their beef is supposed to be squashed because Larry Hoover, you know, the whole Larry Hoover concert. But then on her loss, he was saying that he just linked up with them, you know, only for uh, for Jay Prince. So you don't know what's really going on here. Uh, but who knows? Maybe Maybe the beef is over, but he's provoking Kanye. Because he knows that Kanye's best when he's losing his fucking mind. So he's trying to give him a friendship nudge of like, hey, nigga, I kind of fucked your bitch. So this nigga makes the best fucking song ever. And, you know, people stop talking about how he hates the Jews. I don't fucking know. You know? Or that. Or Drake took the uh, Kanye Jew-hating thing very, very seriously and is uh, now deciding to break this nigga's brain permanently. Either way, I find this very, very exciting, and I can't wait. I can't wait. I think the 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 battle of sensitive niggas is going to be so fun. That's gonna, we're going to get a lot of good music off of that, which is great. Which is great because we we need this because you know we're at this time right now where sure there's you know the NBA young boys and shit, and you know there's a couple people you know you got the Dirks and all that shit, and you got you know Megan the Stallion and shit. But at the end of the day, bro, like. The top people in music right now are the top people in hip-hop, which is basically all of music now, because these white people, bro, they don't even really be selling shit no more, aside from Taylor Swift and, like, Adele. But uh, hip-hop is, like, what music is now. Um, but as far as, like, the top of hip-hop, like, the people who are at the top of hip-hop and who have the most influence of the most records are all people who have had a career for, like, over 10 years, over a decade, and they've still been at the top for over a decade. So, I mean, at the same time, we're getting too used to their sounds, we know what their sounds are like. We know what their their vibes are like. We know what their flows are like. So in order to keep it fresh, I think we need some of this competition to come out for them to come out with new things or at least come out with something a little extra than what they usually give us, you know? Because even with this whole Search and Destroy song, you know, it was okay, but it was just like a typical Drake song. But the fact that he threw that in was like a little extra adobo on that you know what i mean so i don't know i'm kind of excited to see what they what they create what they go for and everything so uh you know shout out to drake for uh poking kanye and uh let's hope that kanye doesn't go full nazi over this okay <laughs> please please kanye please stop it uh <laughs> fingers crossed but uh that's it that's been the uh false prophets podcast i'm your boy phil risen please tune in uh next week we will be out on monday and i might even drop a special wednesday episode for you guys make sure to like uh like share subscribe all that shit blah blah see i almost forgot about it that's how real and authentic i am you know it's funny because people say you know if you say you're real and authentic that you're probably not real and authentic but i disagree and as a real and authentic guy I feel like I just just like tell you, you know what I mean? So like, share, subscribe and comment on that bitch too, man. I see you guys out there. See you later. Peace.